Good evening. Thank you for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of this show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. This particular broadcast may be the most important I've done in quite some time. I think I have to go back to the uh, days of Benghazi and uh, the story that I broke there where I took a lot of heat for four months and then everybody started copying me. I kind of feel like this is where I'm at right now. And uh, if you look at me and you say, Dave, you don't look really well. I've had an hour of sleep in about the past 30 hours because I've been up talking to contacts that have been brought to me by two members of the DEA. The DEA wants us out there because ABC News and soon to be the rest of the mainstream media are running a misinformation campaign on what's going on south of the border. Have, let me just get the business out of the way here, too. We do have a sponsor for this. And I will tell you, the way things are going and as violence could overflow from south of the border into the United States and throughout the United States, and I'll explain all that, you're going to wish you had food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. I can help you with the food. The best durable food company in the world. Yeah, it is the best. It's the lowest priced. And right now they're offering their, their specials, their two and four week specials of 25-year food restaurant quality, no glyphosates, no GMOs. They're offering it for 47% off. It's a fantastic deal. And they're even throwing in now with a four-week supply, bug out supplies. That's right. If you got to make a run for it, take your food. It's portable. Take it. But it's also got accompanying supplies that you really could use. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Um it's hard to know where to start in this story because I've written an article related to this already and I feel like I just barely scratched the surface and I have a feeling I have to come back here and I'll be filling in gaps. But about I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night, I got a phone call from my DEA guy and he says, Dave, you're not getting ready for bed anytime soon, are you? And I says, well, depends on what's going on. And he said, um, well, I've got a number of people lined up to talk to you. And he said, I want you to use confidential informant status on this. So you don't, don't get the blame for the one who's breaking these stories because I don't want you to have visitors in the middle of the night. And I said, agreed. So one after another, people were trotted out and I talked to a total of five confidential informants. And they ranged from police officers in Mexico to a judge to a politician, and obviously their names are not going to be disclosed, and they are CIs to the uh, DEA. They don't dare tell the Mexican government because if they did tell what they know, they'd sign their death warrant. The reason I've been chosen to put this story out is ABC News ran a story, and I cited them uh, in an article I wrote two days ago on the commonsenseshow.com. I cited them as talking about this new dangerous drug cartel. But in particular, they ran a fake story that said a Mexican civil war is coming and that this one guy, his name is Governor Cabeza de Vaca of Tampilas, uh, Mexico. He's the governor of that area. He said, uh, I support Trump and Abrador, you know, AMLO for short, is a bad dude and, and we're gonna have to duke it out. I mean, that's effectively what came out of his mouth. This is a staged civil war, and ABC News is promoting this 
and it's going to spread throughout the mainstream media because they don't want you in America to know what's coming. And I've written about a lot of these things that are coming. In fact, I've discussed this in depth today with Steve Quayle. And I told Steve, I, I need help really organizing my thoughts because I've walked into the library and I've assumed all the knowledge and I don't know how to organize it. And I'll, I'll really be honest with you. I have written and rewritten and rewritten. And finally, I just said, let's just tell the story like it was a conversation. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to tell the story like it's a conversation. Um, it's been the most amazing night of revelation I've ever occurred has ever happened to me. Now let's talk about police officers for a second. Do you know why cops hate going to domestic violence calls? They hate it and they won't go alone and they shouldn't for their own safety. They go in and they're going to arrest the husband for maybe beating up the wife and the wife starts hitting him with a frying pan or stab him with a knife. And a lot of police officers have been lost in the line of duty to that. And a lot of times that violence in that family spills over to the police officers. Well, it's a good analogy for what's happening here. We have what appears to be an internal debate and disagreement in Mexico that's going to turn into a civil war and it's going to spread across our border and engulf our country. But it's a fake. It's designed to do what I just said, but the players are all playing a role in this particular, shall we say, plot against America. I want to run through, and I've got, I've identified uh, about seven major players and the role they're going to play in starting this civil war and drawing America into it so the conflict can engulf the United States and really begin to knock us down a notch. All right, Governor Cabeza de Vaca of Tamaulipas, Mexico, he's the governor. He is as corrupt as the day is long. He says, oh, I uh, support Donald Trump. He's come out and said this now. We need to uh, go after the drug cartels. Really, do you know who really runs this huge drug cartel now, the CJNG, and I'm gonna get into how bad it is here in a minute, but it's this governor, DeVaca, who runs this cartel. He's the one in charge. Now that brings up the secondary guy named El Munchen. His real name is Ruben Nemesio Asegara Cervantes. And El Munchen, as he's called, 53-year-old drug dealer, worked his way up the ranks. He's the man they're saying is in charge of the CN, um, CJNG. No, he's not. No, he's not. He answers to the governor. He gets free reign to do what he wants to do. He hangs out in the hills of this particular state run by DeVaca. There's absolutely no way this man is totally in charge. He is the front man. Now, he does have a $10 million price tag on his head, courtesy of the FBI. Jeff Sessions two years ago, actually had a news conference where they portrayed this guy. Okay, that's all well and good, but you're kind of going to the middle of the road with this guy. He is the figurehead for this, and he is the shield for DeVaca's actual uh, involvement in this. And then you have um, the CIA. DeVaca was actually born in Texas, I hope you're sitting down when I'm telling you some of these things, because these are major revelations. And by the way, I was able to go to a literary source 
here uh, on the internet and determine that Devaca was an American. And you're saying, wait a minute, he's the governor of a Mexican state? Yes, he is. Well, how did he get there? That's an interesting question, isn't it? There's a lot of missing time in his background. A lot of missing time. This is a CIA cutout. This is a classic CIA, let's put our guy in charge operation. An American who's a Amer Mexican governor. Yes. And oh, by the way, to obscure what he's doing, he's using the name he's using, Devaca. That's the feminine side of the family. He's not using the male names associated with his family. Oh, isn't that, you know where else we see that? I talked about this earlier today. We see this in the Maricopa County trafficking scandal. And boy, has that disappeared. Well, the governor looks to me like he's provided cover. And so I dug into the governor a little bit. And in the Phoenix New Times, in a very good investigative piece, they discovered the governor, uh, his family's from Ohio. Their real name is Roscoe. And they were one of the biggest crime families in the state of Ohio. He changed his name to Ducey. Isn't that interesting? And when he came to Arizona, he went to work for the Hensley family, known bootleggers, organized criminals, all the way back to the Depression. Oh, by the way, that's the family that John McCain married into, and they largely were responsible for funding his run for the Senate after being a one-term congressman. Oh, what a small little world we live in. But the name change was very typical. It's the same as we see here with Devaca. And Devaca has all the telltale signs of a CIA cutout. And I asked that question last night. I was on alone with the, the two DEA after we had talked to one of the informants. And I said, guys, this has CIA written all over it. And they said, you're absolutely right. We can't say that. You can. And this is why they want me to put this information out, because they said we're going to get deluged with fake information in the mainstream media. All right. Let's go on to the next player here. Uh, the Mexican president, Abrador, AMLO for short. Uh, there's, I'll tell you, when you're the Mexican president, you're like a mid-level manager. You have so many people that you answer to that you say or do the wrong thing. Although find a way to get you out of office. They'll try corruption first, like what they're doing with Trump impeachment. And that doesn't work. They'll just kill you. And this is how these people do business. AMLO is caught between a rock and a hard place. He knows the communist Chinese are huge in his country. He knows the cartels run the country on behalf of the communist Chinese. You could even argue the Mexican government is a Chinese state puppet. And to a large extent, when we include the drug empire in its totality, it is exactly that. AMLO is not in charge. Now, when the murder of the nine Americans took place on the other side of the border, south of our border, um, AMLO was told by Trump, we're going to declare war on the cartels. We're taking care of things here on our side of the border. And if you don't take care of things on your side of the border, basically it was strongly insinuated there will be a regime change that's American initiated. Oh, the Chinese didn't want that. And when AMLO sent in his people and they captured the members of the Guerrero gang, which are a subset of the CJNG gang that we're going to talk about, the Guerreros were captured who killed those nine uh, Americans. That really ticked off the Chinese. And so they sent the Guerreros to Laredo, Laredo Nuevo, 
which is on the other side of the El Paso Mexican border. And they tried to assassinate the secretary of the Mexican Navy. And you remember on the commonsenseshow.com, this is why you need to also go to my website frequently because I run stories that I don't run here. I ran a Twitter feed of a video of, of the Mexican National Guard chasing the would-be assassins who were fleeing the scene of the failed attempted assassination down the road. They caught up to him and killed five of them. I don't have the gun battle. I do have the gun shots. But you see the high-speed vehicle chase, and this information was in the Mexican media. Wasn't anywhere on this side of the border, but it was in the Mexican media. And Marilyn Rupard has done research for the Common Sense Show, found it, and said, voila, here it is. All right, so the Chinese were sending a message very clearly to AMLO that you better knock it off and not cooperate with Trump. That was the real clear message. And I said, uh-oh, look out, baby, because they didn't get their intended target. I said the Pemex oil fields, which is Abrador's baby, AMLO's baby is Pemex oil. I said, watch out, they're going to burn up the oil fields. And I thought, well, that wasn't the best prediction I made. And then I kind of backed off of that and I walked that back and I said, but they're going to do something to Pemex. And I put that out right here on this channel. I published it on the commonsenseshow.com. And what happened two days later? All the computers, the security systems all went down for Pemex, as I predicted. At the same time, I was also in contact with an oil official. And I'm not going to say how high ranking he is, but let's put it this way. He's not working in the postal room. Okay. And this man who we call Oscar has been in touch with me for three years. He hates the Chinese. He hates the UN. You go, UN? Yeah, UN's involved in this, folks. He hates all these guys. He's even thinking about leaving America. Now, he has relatives in the cartels, and he sends me information relative to this and saying, Dave, we all have relatives in the cartels. I said, we live in Mexico. Everyone has family members in the cartels. And because I asked him, I said, aren't you afraid of identifying characteristics that be traced back to you? And he says, no. He said, not in this case. He said, this is too common to trace to me. And he told me that the Chinese are basically turning Mexico into a colony. So we have that aspect. And I'm giving you background because when I get down to what the plan is for America, you need to have the facts behind you so you can see how I jump from point A to point B to point C. All right. Um, so I've established the Chicoms, the communist Chinese, and their involvement in Mexico. In fact, we can go back to the 90s, and I want to enhance what I'm telling you by telling you in the 90s, the Chinese came in and built artificial ports on the west coast of Mexico to facilitate uh, Chinese goods coming into the country that would be used for NAFTA. And it was the way that China horned in on the NAFTA deal. This is why Trump came back and revised the NAFTA deal. He cut the Chinese out. Uh, brilliant move by Trump. See, a lot of people say, well, he just destroyed the trade imbalance with China to $800 billion a month. No, no, he cut basically China out of Mexico trading with NAFTA. And this is what this new trade agreement's all about. I have to tell you, I will turn my attention to this new trade agreement, but these stories right now are taking precedence to this. Okay, so the CHICOM's heavily involved. Now, President Trump, he's in a position of the commander-in-chief it's his executive duty, his constitutional duty to protect our southern border, protect all our borders. And he knows about these paramilitary forces that I'm going to get to in a minute that are south of the border. He knows the uh, possibility for a spillover of violence there. And he knows, <clears throat> he knows about the possibility of Red Dawn invasion is there. So what did he do? 
He used the immigration crisis as an excuse to put military on the border. They're not there to interdict um, refugees and, and basic people who are trying to illegally immigrate to the United States. He is putting those soldiers there to stop an invasion. And I've, I've said this before. If you notice the border wall construction fence, used to be 35-foot 35, 35 high uh, walls that were concrete. Well, those can be knocked down real easy with military weapons. They changed them to more layered fencing, and that's designed to repel a light infantry attack. And we're dealing with the CJNG gang. They are a paramilitary light infantry unit made up of 5,000 soldiers. We'll get into that in a little bit later. But President Trump has a sworn duty to protect our border. President Trump has a sworn duty to protect Americans all around the world. He would have been within his rights to send the military across the border to capture the perpetrators. In fact, I'll tell you what I was told, and I was told this two days ago, that we actually did dispatch helicopters run by RSOF, and they took DEA agents with them, and they were going to find these Guerreros, and they were going to kill them. There, there was no taking prisoners, bringing them back for justice. This was a, a extreme prejudice mission, and they were going to find any nearby drug houses. That's why the DEA accompanied the raid, and they were going to blow them up. Well, AMLO headed them off, and he made the arrest of the Guerreros using the Mexican National Guard. Very little has been in our media about that, but it has been reported that the Guerreros who did that, the murders of the nine Americans were caught. So they came away empty-handed, but they did blow up, what I understand, two drug houses. And that mission did take place within the last week. Uh, President Trump uh, would love to cross the border and create a 100-mile buffer zone between uh, Mexican population and business and the U.S. border and have it patrolled internationally, but he doesn't have the justification yet. President Trump, with the murder of these nine Americans, they were trying to bait him into crossing the border. Now, this is a, the first major point I'm going to make. This is very, very important. A lot of Americans in past history would have done what? Americans are murdered. What do you do? You send in the Marines. You have the Army go in. They would have been. We would have been completely justified under international law to do that. But Trump also knows about the Kigali principles, where the UN could have said, uh-uh, you're engaged in an illegal invasion of a sovereign state. We're bringing 28 other nations into this fight, and the fight would have been on. Trump did not allow himself to be baited into that trap. So he withheld, and this is when he told Abrador, we'll, he told him this privately, we're going to take you out of office if you don't begin to go after the cartels. Well, he's between a rock and a hard place. Chinese or Trump? Who does, he, who does he want to answer to? And on the other side of the coin, he said, we're going to begin to interdict the cartels in this country. Well, in just a moment, you're going to find out just how bad this problem is. You go, oh, Dave, I know they're here. You don't know the extent that they're here and who they are and what their operations are. You're not getting this anywhere else, I promise. This stuff has never, ever been in print. This, this is the first time. This is what the DEA agent told me. Um, and then, of course, we have the United Nations. They're involved in this as well. Surprise, surprise. Anything that brings down the United States, like CalExit, is UN-based. You can bet they had their hands in the planning of this. I reported that in April, I believe it was April 9th of this year, that the 
UN engaged in humanitarian training of the Mexican National Guard that was in the Washington Post. Humanitarian training, Mexican National Guard. Yeah, they're preparing for war. They're preparing for the spillover. And when civil war starts, it's fake. And I'll tell you how this is going to happen in a minute. It will definitely carry over to the United States. And then all the embedded terrorists and cartel members that are here are going to come out of the woodwork. And we're going to have a major Tet offensive in this country. Now, a lot of you aren't of Vietnam age and you weren't adults when this was going on. So let me explain. In 1968, President Johnson was bragging to the American people the war is almost over, we're winning, they're on the run, they've got problems, they can't survive, and so forth. Well, then came the Tet Lunar New Year, and the Vietnamese in the North came up with an idea, well, you know what, let's have a three-day truce, and maybe we'll even talk peace, okay? We can start our negotiations. And America said, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So everyone let their guard down. During the Tet Lunar New Year, the Viet Cong and North Vietnamese regulars attacked every capital city in South Vietnam. In fact, they even for a brief time captured the U.S. Embassy in Saigon, the nation's capital. This stunned the country. And amazingly and instantly, the country realized that Lyndon Johnson was a liar and that we were nowhere near winning this war. The Vietnamese had a lot of fight left in them. This turned popular opinion against the war and turned into phrases like, hell no, we won't go, and so forth. Okay, so when we look at, at this history here, okay, we look at the CJNG gang, which stands for Cartel, Alispo, um, Nuevo, Generationio, the new generation of the cartel gang out of Jalisco. That's what this stands for. Okay, we're being told in America a false narrative. Oh, there's some cartel members here, but they're just street level drug dealers. That's effectively what we're being told in the mainstream media. It's the same as what Johnson did with the Tet Offensive. Now, the Tet Offensive is coming here, folks. When the Civil War begins in Mexico, and this is the, the basic plan. Now, do plans change and they got to go to B? Yes. But right now, the plan that they're moving towards is to create a fake Civil War that will result in Tet Offensive across the United States. Who will the fake Civil War be against? It'll be against Governor Cabeza de Vaca, the governor of that state in northern Mexico, who says, I support Trump, unlike our president. This is what he's saying. He's actually challenging. And you got AMLO down there caught between the Chinese and the Americans, and he appears to be on the opposite side. Now, in reality, because of the Plaza Organization drug system in Mexico, they're on the same side. I mean, AMLO is just kind of like overseeing and make sure the right ministers get into place of these agencies so the corruption can continue. And this governor micromanages his county, his state, just like they do at the national level. It's the same business model. They should be on the same side. They might argue over distribution and cuts and middleman fees, but basically they should be on the same side. But this CIA cutout governor is being portrayed as now a revolutionary standing up to AMLO and the drug traffickers. BS. 
This El Munchen guy that they're pro putting out there as the head of CJNG, no, he's not. He's a figurehead. He's dangerous. And he is running the American operation of this gang. That is true. And he's running it mostly from his hideout in the state where this governor is in charge. Now, this governor is the head of this cartel. Let's, let's make sure we understand that. This cartel is like a special operations force. Let's bring the military in. Let's choose the best of the best of the best and create the Navy SEALs. This is what they're doing here, folks. This is what the CJNG is. It is the best of the best of the various subsets of the Sinaloas, the Zetas, and the Gulf Coast Cartel. And what's interesting is this governor in Mexican literature, in Mexican news releases, has been attributed to being the head of the Gulf Cartel, which predated the CJNG and what, it's, what it morphed into. So I could cover this nine times Sunday, but let's just say without any hesitation, uh, I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, this governor, this CIA cutout, is going to create a fake civil war in Mexico designed by China and by the CIA. Now, the CIA has different dimensions to it, and I'm not going to get into all of them. There's the branch of the CIA that carries out legitimate spy operations on behalf of the U.S. government. They report to the president, give him intel. He acts accordingly. They do their job. They pat him on the head, and they go on their way. Then there's a branch of the CIA that does things like Air America. If you know your history, right? When the United States Congress forbade us from being involved in the Nicaragua con uh, conflict and also forbade us from ever doing any business with Iran because of the Iranian hostage crisis, that particular situation was managed by Congress. This is where Oliver North got his fame from. He was working as a lieutenant colonel for the CIA, and he conducted drug trafficking operations and gun running operations to promote the Contras against the Sandinistas who were communist-based in Nicaragua under Daniel Ortega, who, by the way, is back in charge in Nicaragua again. Okay, we have the CIA that's covert, corrupt, deals and drugs. This is the branch of the CIA that I'm talking about. So someone who's sitting there say, wait a minute, Hodges, I go to work every day and I'm a loyal American. I do my job under the Constitution for the CIA. Yes, that would be the majority of those employees. I totally agree with you. But it, to say that that Air America didn't happen, I ran Contra Affair, which almost caused Reagan to get impeached. A lot of people to say that that didn't happen. You just don't know your history. I mean, this all came out on television, televised hearings with Oliver North. I mean, he all but admitted to hell with you. We're going to do what we think is right. And that was the covert portion of the CIA running Air, Air, Air America trafficking. And I'll tell you, these people today that were Air America pilots, I've met a couple through the years. They still won't go on the record. They're still scared to death to talk because of the repercussions that could come their way through uh, uh, the old H.W. Bush uh, uh, empire and his criminal assets, the Clinton Foundation uh, that has kind of assumed the H.W. Bush empire. I mean, they're still afraid for their lives to talk about this stuff publicly. So you don't see any exposés about Air America. By the way, there's a real prominent pilot for Air America that's involved in Northern California, but I'll let my Paul, friend Paul Preston reveal that when the time is right. Um, and by the way, if he's listening to this, he knows exactly 
who he is, and he knows I got his number. All right, let's get uh, more. The United Nations trains the Mexican National Guard in April of 2019. Why? Why? Why did they break the federales up? Because the Mexican National Guard is not answering to AMLO. They're going to be opposed by the federales. I wrote this back in May, April and May of this year. I said, these are the seeds for conflict between the federales and the Mexican National Guard. Uh, could this end up being a civil war over drug trafficking, the drug plaza control? Well, I was a little too narrow in my analysis at the time, but the fact of the matter is, this is exactly what's happening. They're setting up opposing forces in Mexico to try to have a civil war. Now, China loves this. So here's what you're hearing me say. The CIA cutout, Governor DeVaca, who's CIA, I'm absolutely convinced of it, and so are my DEA contacts. He is pretending to be Trump's ally, opposed by the evil Abrador, and the Chinese and CIA are on the same page, say, aren't we doing a good job of putting this together? Soon there'll be conflict, and the conflict will cross American lines, uh, similar to what happened with uh, Pancho Villa. Remember before World War I started? The, uh, President Roosevelt, and then later was it uh, President Taft, I believe, uh, and then President Wilson dispatched John J. Pershing two different times to try to go catch Pancho Villa because the border uh, violence was spilling over and killing Americans in Arizona and California. And uh, we, we're going to see something, but on a much grander scale. This is what's coming. And I believe when the violence crosses our border, this is where the Tet Offensive comes in. This is where on a single day, just like in Vietnam in 1968, you're going to see all the embedded terrorists with their pre-designed weapons caches that people like Paul Martin and I have done shows on. We've even told you we know the areas that these are in, that this is now going to come into fruition. Now, let me ask you a question. You know about the MS-13 coming into the country. If you followed me for any length of time, I have proven this beyond a shadow of a doubt. MS-13 people have been arrested in this country, in Minnesota, in New Jersey. They're all through the country. What, is, what does the MS-13 people do? They are assassins for the drug cartels. That's their only job. Who are they going to be assassinating? I might have to go into hiding. Yeah, uh, independent media will be one of them. Uh, uncooperative politicians and law enforcement. That's where they're going to go with this. And as the CJNG expands its empire, which I'm going to talk about how they're doing this in America now, uh, you're going to have the MS-13 eliminating uncooperative journalists, as well as judges, as well as city council members. How high up will it go? Will it be senators and congressmen? Eventually. We are going to be turned into 1993 Civil War Bosnia. I saw this coming last spring. I interviewed someone, and you may recall the article that was on the commonsenseshow.com. I interviewed someone from that conflict. And he said, I see warning signs here in America. And he said, let me tell you how bad it was. And I got into real detail. Real detail. This is what it's like to live through a civil war. It's not safe to go out on the street. If you have to scavenge food, you better go out at 3 a.m. And you better stay low and stay off the main streets and so forth. This was scary, scary times for these poor people in Bosnia. It's coming here, folks. This is what they're trying to promote. 
an air and atmosphere of unsafety. Let me talk about the CJNG and their penetration into the United States. That's totally being underplayed by the mainstream media. Okay, I'm just going to read to a statement that I put together based on notes I took. The cartel engages in child sex trafficking operations. They run brothels. They often use teens and women that are forced into their operations. Uh, so there are conscription of women into this. They're not given a choice. They'll go into homes and you boys, you're going to the cartel, you girls, you're going to be turned into prostitutes. Um, of course, there's the drug trafficking. Um, and as I said, there's forced labor where they work in the drug labs. Um, Nonconformists are murdered along with their families. See, they don't just kill someone when they say no. They kill the entire family. That's coming here to America. I don't think we're very far away from seeing that. But right now, the CJNG, from what I was told by one of the informants I spoke to, uh, who was a policeman in the state that Devaka is the governor of, he said, first of all, I report to the DEA, and some of all of us do, who are on the right side, telling the wrong Mexican official means you've signed the death warrant of you and your family. Now, in America, he said that they have direct orders not to have that kind of violence. They're not going to do the acid baths that they do. They're not going to cut the hearts out. They're not going to do the mass public hangings in the small towns they're infiltrating. Not yet. Why? Because America could rise up and the penetration hasn't gone far enough and they haven't had enough time to get their ducks in a row. So they're coming in and it's kind of like inch by inch, it's a cinch. It's the creep factor. Um, and I said, any resistance results in the massacre of the entire family. Other enforcement methods include acid baths, mass public hangings, blowing up of homes of uncooperative politicians. They love that one for the politicians. They don't just shoot them. They like to blow up the homes with the whole family in it. Um, the U.S. Treasury Department, I found a report on this uh, when I did research after my discussions. They say the CNJG uh, also operates... Um, they sell operates a tequila company. Uh, they have many gaming casinos, uh, many shopping centers, uh, medical centers, and real estate companies. And here's the deal. If you're buying real estate now on the West Coast of Mexico near one of the resort towns, you're dealing with this cartel. <laughs> I'm not kidding, folks. You're dealing with the cartel. At the base of the interest are cartel interests that are backing that real estate company. Um, the presence in America started seven years ago. Go to page two here. Okay. There are two timetables at work here. And I'll come back to the strategy in a minute, but I want to talk about the timetables because if you understand that, then what they're doing in this country will make a lot more sense. So let me go in this order. Um, there are two uh, motivating forces here in America today. Uh, number one uh, are the CHICOMs. They are behind the cartels. You've heard me say this now for many, many, many months, years, actually. Um, and then you've got the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party is being managed by the deep state. Let's take a macro view for a second, okay? Do you agree the world is moving towards globalism? economic system, political system, integration, the trade uh, agreements, the free trade agreements, 
uh, the European Union, uh, the attempt to get us in the TPP. This is all moving towards regionalization and eventually globalization. That's the goal. It's certainly not in God's plan. That's why I created the Tower of Babel. That's another topic for another time. No. Okay. The Democratic Party is in a rush to get this done. Their goal is to get Trump out, the populist president, okay, to get in their own dictator, preferably someone like Hillary Clinton in 2021, and then they can begin to dismantle the Constitution, which has to go. If you want a new world order, let's look at it macro again. You cannot have a country that has civil liberties and the wealth and the gun power that we have. That's an obstacle to the new world order. In fact, if you've ever wondered, why do the Chinese make gun control comments to America? Because they know they've got to come here and fight us. They'll be the occupation force along with these cartels. Um, so the, here's, let me just read to you about the Democratic Party real quick. They have a very short time frame goal. They want all this done um, in before 2021. And if they don't get it done by the election, that's okay. They'll just do an old-fashioned coup. This is why they're trying to get Trump out in any way that they can. The Democratic Party timeline is 2021 for the fall of America. Democrats are desperate because Trump knows what they're up to. He knows who the dirty Democrats are. Most of them are like Pelosi and Feinstein and Schiff. They're all involved in this, every one of them. So what Trump is doing is undercutting their support structure. Eventually, they'll be vulnerable for prosecution, but it may not even be on his watch. It'd have to be on a successor's watch because this is a slow process. And what's been explained to me, and I've said this before on here, is that the reason that Nancy Pelosi does not get arrested for meeting with Chapo Guzman's wife in Italy about six weeks ago and for all the things that she's involved in is that could cause a civil war that would result in the death of 35 million Americans. So Trump has been advised to move with uh, caution in this area. So he's going after the cartels at the base level. We'll get into that enforcement in a little while, but he's going after them there, um, but he's not taking down the big kingpin. So if you wondered why there hasn't been the indictments that everybody says they want to have and want to see, that's why, because he's trying to avoid a real bloody civil war. I don't know if he's going to be able to avoid it altogether, though. All right. So the Democrats are worried, though, as their empires are eroded, some of their first lieutenants may be subject to prosecution, and this will further erode them. They need to have this done by 2021. They can't take four more years of Trump, and they can't take the two Supreme Court appointments that he'll be making. They will lose the Supreme Court forever, and their goal to dismantle the Constitution and basically turn us into the next communist state, it'll be harder to do without control of the Supreme Court. So this is their strategy. Now, the CHICOMs, you think about the way that most Asian nations plan. The Vietnamese were never going to be defeated by conventional occupational means. They were at war from 1942 to 1975. First the Japanese, then the French, and then America. They used to have a saying, born in the north to die in the south. They almost fought for two generations. They weren't going to ever go away. That's the Asian mentality. If it had not been for nuclear weapons, Japan would still be fighting today in Japan to resist American occupation at the end of World War II. This is their thinking. And the Chinese are right in that mindset. So let's talk about 
what I call the Asian generational theory. The thinking is this, is that the Democrats are, are whistling Dixie. They're not going to be able to bring down America fully by 2021. We're too big. We're too complex. We have a submarine force that's extremely independent, independent of the Navy that's being insubordinate to Trump, but they are loyal to the country. And this is something that the Russians nor the Chinese have the ability to combat at this present time. They also are worried about nuclear silos. They may not be able to gain control over all of them before they would launch and do terrific damage to their country. So the Chinese have said, we need a longer approach. We have to infiltrate these positions of power. Now, I'm going to refer you to a TV show to have you understand this mentality. There was a, a defector strategy that was revealed by Soviet defectors in the 1960s and 70s. And they often referred to this as the scissors strategy, that they would send Soviet spies here pretending to be family. Sometimes they send them with the kids, but a lot of times they'd have the kids be born here as the union between a male and a female spy. And that kid's an American citizen. So the spies carry out their activities, but if they're not caught, eventually these kids are what? Adult American citizens that can penetrate the FBI. They can penetrate what else? By the way, Vindeman is one of these guys. He's a late generation, the guy who gave testimony against Trump, born in Ukraine, totally corrupt, brought here to disrupt America. He's a total traitor. He should be treated uh, as being guilty of treason. But the Russians had this plan, this generational plan, to unseat Americans in key positions. How effective it's been, I'm not sure, but I would say based on the State Department, I think they're pretty, pretty successful. And if you look at what Joseph McCarthy said in the 50s, the State Department's run by the communists. Look at how they've operated today. I, I think that's probably a pretty fair statement. All right, so the Chinese have a death by a thousand cut strategy, basically the Russian scissor strategy based on the TV show that we can see popularly called The Americans. And if you watch the final season, they talk about getting their kids ready to go to work in American intelligence agencies. The Chinese are thinking they can unseat us from the inside and they're willing to wait generationally. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Um, the Democrats on a different timetable need this to happen instantly because some of them are just hanging out there. I mean, Pelosi is hanging out there like no one's business. Hillary Clinton can isolate herself. <clears throat> I don't think Pelosi can. Dianne Feinstein can isolate herself either. Heavily tied into the communist Chinese, member of communist Chinese driver that was a 20-year spy. How she was not investigated is beyond me. How could someone drive for you for 20 years and you don't know what they're about? That's amazing. Anyway, let's go back here to the two timetables. When we have the spillover of the Mexican conflict, and I don't know if this is going to be an all-engulfing civil war, or is it just going to be in the northern part of Mexico under some pretense that crosses over? And when it crosses over, then the cartels that are already here join in. I'll get to what the CJNG is doing here in a minute in America so you can see how total the plan can be. Um, when I look at this, and I have to say which timetable is going to be adhered to, I'm going to say domestically in our political system, both. And I think this puts Donald Trump at great political risk if he cannot be uh, impeached. 
I, I think they're going to play the next card, the JFK card. And that's Democrat totally. I will tell you this, though. I have to believe that the people that coordinate the Democrats with the Chicoms are telling the Democrats, we don't really want you to do that because what would an assassination do? It would make up America, wouldn't it? That's not what they want. They want ABC News to continue to release information about these gangs that they control. So you're not aware of the total threat. All right, let's talk about how they do business. You're not going to see the public hangings, the, the acid baths, that type of thing. What you're seeing happen right now in small towns like Paducah, Kentucky is a good example, where they went into this town and they set up front people, front people, to run their drug operations, real Americans. And these real Americans are the ones that get busted, not them. They stay in the shadows and they'll recruit local gang members that they can find in these small communities to become their lookouts, their street couriers and so forth. Their job is to bring in the drugs and distribute them to the street level dealers. And then their job is to launder the money. Now, the U.S. Treasury has come out and they've said it is illegal to conduct business as a bank with any business affiliated with CJNG. Oh, that sounds really nice, but how do you know who you're dealing with? The fact is that you don't. And so they're laundering money. And if you looked at HSBC Bank in America recently, they're exploding in their presence. And they're as guilty of money laundering and being connected to child trafficking, gun running, and so forth, as you can see. You may remember my interviews uh, with Mr. Garcia. Remember him? Senior VP at HSBC who went rogue and went to the feds. Only thing is, the problem was, is that Loretta Lynch killed this case, and they didn't prosecute HSBC on the major dealings. They got them on minor points. Incredible what's happening. But let's go further. Their drug operation is now about money laundering, and they get Americans to front the money laundering. They'll have Americans they hire, and they give them this mass sum of money and say, well, you can keep 1%, but you got to find a way to get this you know, into banks and so forth and so on with what you do. They even set up like fake tire stores and restaurants to launder the money. It's a very sophisticated operation. And it's one that they've done on the other side of the border for years. So money laundering is really, really key. The third objective they have, uh, according to the DEA that I talked to and a couple of the informants, is now they have to get people in this country on the take. They have to get law enforcement to look the other way, which is why they started in small communities. If you go into a town that has 40 policemen, they don't have a DEA office, they don't have local FBI, so they don't have the modern crime fighting uh, opportunities that you need and the equipment that you need to do the deed. And it's a really effective model. You start small and you expand your operation. And they are increasingly, for the last seven years, moving into bigger markets, not the biggest the big markets, they have choked off a lot of the other drug trafficking routes and they've taken them over. That's right. They've taken them over. Now you're saying, well, what's their relationship with the Sinaloas? Two sides of the same coin. Will they ever engage in turf wars? Yes, they have. The Guerreros in, the, in a segment of the Sinaloas have had numerous shootouts south of the border, but effectively they're working towards the same goal. They want a presence in every American community. 
and they're slowly trying to take over towns, cities, and then major urban centers will be next to where this country can't be distinguished from Mexico. This is where this is headed. This is the total debasement of America. And you don't really even have to invade it, but they will. When America is totally weak, that's when the invasion happens. Now, I will tell you, if I was a member of the CJNG, I'd start reading a history book. If these paramilitary forces that we know as the Red Dawn and mix in Russians and the UN and the troops they can provide, if they become active and attack a weakened America, and this is what we're headed for, a weakened America, what do you think they're going to do to the people that are here in this country with their own drug empire set up? They're going to take them over. That means that every one of these gangsters is going to have a bullseye on their back. And this is why I say you need to read a history book. And you say, well, Dave, why do you need a history book? Because what happens to the initial revolutionary force? They get wiped out. It's called the brown shirt factor. And that's what's happening here. You're going to see this: the, these people cross our border. We're going to be engaged in fights. And eventually, if we're subjugated, you're going to see the brown shirts killed like everybody else. Now, what kind of future will this hold for America? I think this conflict, and I think the Asian philosophy is the correct one. I don't see America going down. I see Viet Cong resistance efforts forming in this country. I'm going to write a couple of articles this week and talk about what history teaches us about this so you kind of get an idea what's happening. I'm also going to resurface the story of the Bosnian Civil War so you get an idea of the kind of country that you're going to be living in. I mean, do I have your attention yet? This comes from the DEA folks and people that they brought to me so I could counter the BS that's being put out by ABC. And uh, we've kept this under tight wraps today until the last hour. And once it's out, there ain't no stopping it because it's going to go on the website with my notes. That's right. My accompanying notes are going to be up there. The notes are scattered. But in other words, you might be able to, to pull the video down or whatever, but you're not going to take down the notes. That's a fact, Jack. Okay, so what's the long-range Chinese goal? I've already covered this. John Moore, through his source, John Moore, ex-Green Beret, and I don't know anybody who doesn't respect John Moore. Nobody. I used to be on his show a lot. I've interviewed him. John Moore, to me, is the salt of the earth. He's what America's all about. He's in his 70s, and he runs races for senior citizens. The guy is still athletic. He's tough. He was a Green Beret, a combat veteran, decorated combat veteran, and now a talk show host. And he cares about America. John Moore brought this document to Paul Martin and myself, and it was decided that I should be the one to write about it. And uh, I can't tell you where the document came from. I know a little more of what I'm saying. I don't know the entire story. I think John has the entire story. This document was a, um, a transcript of a speech made by the Defense Minister of Communist China to the Central Planning Committee of the Communist Party in Beijing. And I'll cut right to the chase. Their goal for America is not occupation. That's a short-term goal. Their goal for America is complete and absolute genocide. The only survivors, according to what uh, Wee Fang said, would be the 14 million Chinese that are already here. 
everybody else has to die. They're not interested in co-occupation. Why? Because China is in a resource vice. They could, they, he said here in his speech, we could invade our neighbors and not get the resources we need. He said, unlike the Germans that had too many enemies in World War II, unlike the Japanese, too many enemies, we have one enemy. It's the United States, and our number one goal is total occupation of the United States. And we will commit genocide. And how do they say they do it? Well, there's a number of options they have available. But what he talked about was race-specific bioweapons. They've existed for 20 years. It's on the record. Don't say, oh, I've never heard of that. Okay, well, you need to educate yourself because I'm not going to go into a long and lengthy discussion here about that. They exist. They uh, have been developed in large part through efforts by the Israeli government and the U.S. government, particularly at Fort Detrick. Uh, but also the Chinese claimed in Wee Fang's document that they did the work with the Israelis as well. I guess to the highest bidder, the, the spoils go. But they want to eliminate everybody inside this country, according to this document. That's their long range goal. I do believe that because they want all our resources intact. This is why I don't think we're going to suffer a severe nuclear attack. Not that D.C. won't be taken out someday. Uh, I'm not saying that, not that Los Angeles won't be or Chicago, but in terms of hitting us with 150, 20 megaton Soviet uh, nuclear missiles or coming from out of China as well, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think any nuclear attack is going to be measured and sporadic because the Chinese want to inherit a country that has its resources that they can use for their own country. That's the end goal for what's going on in Mexico. This is just a tool to get to the end. And by the way, if you think the Chinese are the only ones planning against America, I've been told, keep your eye on Trudeau and what he's doing in Canada. That's going to be another topic for another day. Well, we are um, 53 minutes, almost 54 minutes into this presentation. So what I have to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, is this is absolutely uh, a real threat. The source I have, Steve asked me, says, Dave, tell me about your main source. Well, two DEA agents, one's a colleague of the other, the colleague I've had brief conversations with, but the main DEA guy, I've met him in person. We've spent time together, six, almost six years. He's never, ever been wrong. Everything he has ever told me has come true or I've been able to verify. His heart's in the right place. And most of his agency's in the right place too. But the DEA is being relegated to a secondary status by the CIA. And believe me, the CIA rogue elements are heavily involved in this. Heavily involved. And this is how you get a new world order. China, as we know, has been tabbed as the world policeman. The UN, by the year 2030, will be the ruling authority of the planet. Can it happen that fast? I don't know. They got a little over a decade to do it. The, Chinese, the Chinese are planning for a generational war. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. What I do know is this. The first thing we need to do is stop impeachment. The second thing we need to do is pray a veil of protection over President Trump. The third thing we need to do is to ask for divine intervention from God. The only way that's going to happen here in America, folks, is for everyone to get on bended knee and repent and ask for guidance. I don't know that that'll ever happen. And unless that happens, we're going to go down the tubes of history as the great Babylon. That's my personal opinion. Well, that's it for the Common Sense Show. 
I know that you're going to have lots and lots and lots and lots of comments and questions. We're not done with this topic. This is going to be a dominant theme in the weeks and months ahead. People say, how long do we have? I don't know whose timetable is going to win out, the Democrats or the Chinese. I suspect the timetable will be on the Chinese. They don't care what happens to the Democrats. Well, that's it for the Common Sense Show. I'm going to ask you to share this. Please give us a thumbs up. And also, too, um, if you're coming here and you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe to this channel. Become a force for good. If you're listening to this in other locations, God bless you. Spread the word and share this information far and wide. Thank you.